Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I kill the music because we got level issues. I guess the music's so loud. Our levels are low and stuff. We're dealing with renovating. See, Matthias, from now on, just fade the music fast. Normally, I bitch and say, play the music. Um, But just fade it. I didn't get to this, Cam. I want to throw this to you. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to it on game time decisions. This was the place to do it. We'll get to your golf picks. But I was very curious, and I'm sure you and I, if we were on the jury, I think you and I would have the same response to this man. A man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. Man claims that boneless wings at Buffalo Wild Wings are nothing more than chicken nuggets. Um. The restaurant uh, chain is being sued uh, by a man in um, in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, in Chicago, filed a lawsuit in March over claims of false and deceptive marketing and advertising when it comes to its boneless wings, in which he said are derived from chicken breast and not a chicken wing meal, which is very true. But we all know that boneless wings are not chicken wings. So I don't understand what his lawsuit is here. Like, are you that stupid that you think they're somehow like they're they're chicken wings? You know, boneless chicken wings are not. They're chicken bites or they're chicken whatever the hell they are. They're, they're not chicken nuggets, wings. bites, pieces, rounds, whatever the hell you want to call them. Wings have bones, and I did some research on this idiot too. He sued that Tom's toothpaste company. He's done a game. This guy's a, a notorious lawsuit guy. That's what he does. He stays at home and goes, oh, okay, uh, this garbage bag hefty. Is it hefty? They lied. Oh, this toothpaste says this. Trust me, do some research on this guy. I actually figured it out. He's he's had tons of lawsuits. Here's the deal, people. It doesn't take an idiot to figure out. A wing has a bone in it. Everything else is exactly what Marenzi said. A piece, a nugget, a strip, uh, whatever. I don't care what it is. Wings have bones. End of discussion. Idiots. I do like this lawsuit. He, he, he sued kind granola bars. Claiming that yes, they're not really yes, actually yes, high yes. in fiber. I like that. Yes, this guy's not, not high in fiber. He sues everybody. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Like, he wakes up and he's like, who do I sue today? You're a Buffalo Wild Wings told him to. They basically said F off. Like, they, yeah, they were really true. rude to the guy. <laughs> As they enough. should be. As they I should agree. be. I would have told him, get the hell out of this courtroom. I'm not giving you a cent. I, I do agree. like the uh, not high in fiber. I don't know. I told people about the ginger ale story and the ginger guy won, but. That's that's another story. That was um, the best he actually got paid. There's what Canada Dry doesn't have real ginger. That's the best. He actually made money. Now that guy, he figured it out. What a that's amazing. He had a he had a point though, right? That there's no he ginger did. in ginger ale, right? Yeah. So, yeah. He said he said What did he get? Seventy five grand? He got money. He, the best part he goes, I fed this to my children thinking there was nutritional value with <laughs> <Yeah>. the ginger. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> These people are just. They got like a quarter of a million dollars. I think he got like 200,000. Wow. And, and even more so, he even got like Canada Dry. I had to change like that to put in like really small thing, not really ginger. Yeah. Like not real on ginger the type thing. Still, still a great <laughs> beverage. I love Canada Dry. He took down Canada Dry. <laughs> I like the not That's high in fiber. 
The best lawsuit ever, though, is uh, Homer Simpson, uh, presented by Nelson uh, Lionel Hunt. And uh, when he sued the uh, all-you-can-eat fish place when they kicked him out. I was on Homer's side. like a man that all can eat, that all he can eat. Don't say all you can eat if the man can't, he's bringing it in. That, that, no one, Homer, won, he deserves to win that kick. That's right. That's on them. Don't say all the you late can eat. The late-night anger management class. This is more trade. I am Ratsy. All right, uh, crush the music because uh, we got level issues. It's like we're, we're under renovation. You know, imagine us. Like, we're, we're doing a show, but there's, like, people working around us, like, behind the scenes. And seems to be messing with some things. But uh, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, they'll, they'll figure it out. All right, the Rage Reddit Cam Stewart is uh, with us. He's got a bunch of golf picks. He's fired up for the Wyndham, and he literally's got, like, 50 picks. Bring it on, Cam. I'll try to be quick. To win, JT Poston, 33-1. to 1. Aaron Rye. 45 to 1. Canadian Adam Hadwin, 45 to 1. Eric Cole, not the Carolina Hurricane, the golfer, 66. Then we're going to go with who else we got? Brandon Todd, I love it, 80 to 1. Gokster, trust me, shop around. Like I saw Todd at 60, I found him at 80. Andrew Putnam, 100. Top 20. Siwoo Kim, plus 120. Aaron Rye, plus 160. Uh, JT Poston, plus 160. And Adam Hadwin, plus 240. Top 40s. Justin Suh, plus 110. Billy Horschel, played well last week. He needs to do damage this week, plus 120. Cole, plus 125. A guy that's under the radar, Kevin Streelman, almost won the other week, plus 145. We got Shea at plus 160. And my redheaded friend, Brent Snedeker, at plus 290. Obviously, all the guys I take to win, I'm going to top 20 them as well. Marenzi have one matchup bet that I'm going to smash is Siwoo Kim over Justin Thomas, 145. Three bombs, like uh, not as like Babano's guy, but guys I think that could win. Uh, Sprinkles, Justin Suh, 90 to 1 to win. Chez Revy, 125. Sorry, I forgot Kevin Streelman, 90. And Brent Snedeker, 175 to 1. I think that's it. Quickly, first round leaders again Hideki Matsuyama, 35. Ludwig Aber, 50. Justin Suh, 65. Revi, 80. Caleb Terran, 100. And Brett Snedeker, 130. And I'll take all my guys to win sprints. Let's party at the window. Great hotel chain. The Rachel Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. We'll get his picks tomorrow for the football game. Thanks, Cam. Excellent stuff, guys. I'll get tomorrow. Bando kicks it with us on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. Don't lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. 
who's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. Oh, yeah. The late night anger management class. I am Gable Moranzi. Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Uh, we've got Ian Cameron kicking it with us. Babano, so Babano, all the, the talk about the countdown is finally here. NFL preseason set uh, set to kick off. And I am looking forward to it, and not so much so that, oh, we get to watch uh, you know NFL teams go through the motions. But it's basically every every marathon has to begin with a step. And to get to the regular season, we have to go through the preseason. And to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go through the regular season. Like So... This is the beginning of the process. I miss Al Michaels, though. It used to always be Al Michaels, some cheap jokes, and you know what I mean? The season would start, and, you know, Al would say, the only, the only reason any of us care about this is because we're betting on it, and ha, 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 and we'll see you next week. And then, you know, it's sort of step-by-step step, you get closer. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to bet on the game, I, I, and uh, we'll see who you like right now that the game is uh, less than 24 hours away. But... It's one of these deals where it's almost sets up perfectly, Babano. This game starts at 8 Eastern, watch it, and then 8.30, slide over to the real game of the night, the BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, tomorrow night. But let's start off in the National Football League. New York Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites, so whatever. If you like the Jets, just take the money line because they could win by one. And uh, if you like the Browns, don't take the money line. Take the plus one-and-a-half. The total was 31 and a half when you and I spoke on Sunday, Babano, up to 33 and a half, and it's really settled in at 33 and a half right now. What are you doing with the preseason kickoff Hall of Fame game? Yeah, I have a few uh, friends that piss me off sometimes. They say, you know what, we don't care about the CFL. We hate the CFL. NFL's our thing. They'll tell me how much they're interested in the Hall of Fame game, and they uh, mentioned, what about that huge BC Winnipeg game, and they, they couldn't care less, and piss me off because I think BC Winnipeg is the better uh, <laughs> football viewing option tomorrow Obviously night. Obviously uh, it is. <laughs> and will be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know, you just can't convince people sometimes that don't, you know, appreciate the CFL for what it is. Just, I'm done trying to convince them after all these years. Uh, as far as the Hall of Fame game goes, Marenzi, we talked about this on the Sunday show uh, a little bit. I'm sticking to what I said on Sunday night. I think if you're going to bet the side, I think you got to look at the Jets here and the fact that they're going to have, you know, Chris Trevler playing a large part of the of the second half and probably the fourth quarter as well when this game's going to be decided. And very few, you know, third, fourth string quarterbacks in the preseason last year played better, you know, than Chris Trevler's his completion percentage was good. You know, we know his ability to run with the football, and that matters when you're playing third, fourth string backup defenses. So I think they're going to be able to make some plays. And if you look at Cleveland, we knew Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson weren't going to play. But Cleveland's also not going to have their second-string quarterback. Josh Dobbs is not going to see a single snap uh, in this game. So it's primarily going to be you know Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Kellen Mond you know, in this game splitting the quarterback duties for Cleveland, which I think is another advantage for the Jets. And then you throw in Robert Sala's preseason record, which is damn good, 5-0 and straight up the last two seasons. Uh, here in the preseason as Jets head coach. So I do like the Jets' money line instead of laying the points because you never know. It could be a one- or two-point victory. And, and I think this total is low enough that we can get it over the 33, 33-and-a-half, especially with you know the Jets' ability, I think, late in the game to be able to move the football with, in particular, Chris Strebler. And note that seven of the last nine you know, preseason All of Fame games have gone over the total, even though we think of it long-term as being an under. So that's the way I'm going to go with it, Jets and over the total. Yeah, I agree with your your. Although I don't know about the seven of the last nine going over um, numbers, what you just dropped there, but I do agree with your Jets uh, breakdown. Uh, as far as uh, great breakdown, as far as the the facts of that, especially listen, if Joshua Dobbs was playing, you know, we're talking about a guy who's played regular season games and it would change things. He's not playing. Kellamon doesn't have a lot of experience. He's not going to be, you know, what what do you expect Kalamon to do? And then after you've got a pure rookie coming in, in uh, in DTR after, and we're a fan of his, but he's going to be in tough in in the first game. And Babano is right as far as Robert Salah is concerned, five and zero all time in the preseason. I think the Jets will be ready to go 
got hard knocks around them, all the hype around Aaron Rod. Like they'll they'll be fired up. They, you, you like I like teams too. The fact that they're fighting in camp, they're going to be looking forward to hits hitting somebody else. So, uh, but as far as the total of the battle, I'm going under. You know, if it was, and I normally I don't like nitpicking as far as totals are concerned, but. Um, you know, like, you know, in the regular season, about a half a point here and a point there. But in the preseason, like, if it was 31 and a half, I'd be a little bit more hesitant to pull the trigger on the under. But at 33 and a half, they got to get to 34 points to beat me. That's a lot of touchdowns and or potential field goals. I think drives will blow up. There's going to be turnovers. I think there'll be more field goals than touchdowns in the end and or, you know, teams going for it and fourth down and not getting it. So I do disagree on the total. I'm going to go under just because it's difficult to get to 34, especially in the second half, man. Like, this game should go nowhere very fast in the second half. A lot, Both teams running the ball, clock ticking a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's one of those situations where I think if this total is just a tick higher, like if it's above 30, to me 35 is a pretty key number. If it was above that, I'd probably have a lot less interest in this game going over the total, but 33 and a half. It's still, if you look back at the totals in these Hall of Fame games the last 10 years, this is still on the lower end. You know, we've seen some Hall of Fame games, you know, below 35, but we've also seen a handful, you know, in that 37, 37 and a half range the last two years. So this is one of the lower totals. For that reason, I'm taking a little look at the over. And again, I think Strebler can move the ball and put some points on the board late in the game. Uh, but I really like the Jets' side as well. I probably like the side more than the total, quite honestly, because I do think the Jets have a legit advantage. They have a coach that's shown that he cares about winning in the preseason. You mentioned the hard knock cameras being around, uh, and the fact that you know they've had you know padded practices. I mean, a lot of them Jets. I think that means they're ready <laughs> to take on an opponent and face someone else. So that's probably a benefit to them here in this game as well. So yeah, I like the side more than the total, but yeah, uh, we'll be on the same side with the with the. Uh, with the Jets, we'll, we'll be opposite with the total, but that's okay. For the record, last year, uh, the Raiders beat the Jags 27-11. So got to 38 last year. Uh, the year before that, the Steelers won against the Cowboys 16-13. There was no game in 2020 due to COVID. The year before, the Broncos won 14-10. We had a 17-16 game. That's what I was talking about, that 31, you know what I mean, and a half and 33 being a difference. Uh, we had a 2018 game uh, the year before that, 14-3, 17-13, 24-20. Sort of been all over the place. Um, but it's not an automatic that it goes under. That's the one thing. So I don't have a problem with it, man. Because a lot of people are just, oh, I'm blindly going to bet the under no matter what. It's like, uh, be careful with that, right? I think it could land right around uh, the actual number. Okay, so let's get into the CFL game, which is uh, the game of the week uh, this week. BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you know, to call it a rivalry is a little, you know, it's a new rivalry, right? Winnipeg have kicked the crap out of them for the most part over the years. And BC really have only gotten really good over the last, like, two, two and a half years. But let's say two years. Two and a half years ago, you know, they they were playing okay at the end. But it's been last year they were really good, and this year they're really good. And now suddenly they're giving Winnipeg a problem. But... You know, okay, they beat them 30-6 to on June uh, 22nd uh, this year, Babano. But before that, Winnipeg beat them 28-20 in the playoff game. They beat them in the regular season 24-9, even though Rourke was out of that game. So BC has beaten them twice out of the last four times they played. It is a little bit more of a battle. This is a big revenge spot, though, uh, for the Bombers. Winnipeg Blue Bombers also, guys, 11-1 straight up coming off of a bye. Their last 12 buys, uh, these guys. And uh, we should note the starting quarterback, Vernon Adams, is out for the BC Lions. Yeah, truth be told, I do like Adams more. I think he brings a little bit more than Dane Evans does, but I don't think there's, it's not really like it's a massive drop off. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ask any player and they'll tell you any advantage is important. That's where we come in. SportsGrid delivers gaming strategies and analysis seven days a week. The winning edge. It's your advantage to more winning more often. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. Cameron. In the house. They came a banner. All right, let's do this thing, Babano. Got a, a fun night of football tomorrow. NFL preseason, the Hall of Fame game, talking about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the uh, the BC Lions. We'll go over every uh, CFL game. but So we're talking about the point spread here, Babano. The spread right now is six, and uh, the total is an even 45. Man, BC's defense, and no, listen, Winnipeg's defense is good too, but BC's only given up like 13 points a game. They've given up five touchdowns, guys, in seven games this year. Unbelievable defensive performance. Even though they've shut out the Edmonton Elks twice, still impressive. This is, you know, it's a tough spot for BC. BC are really good. I don't think they're invincible, and I don't think they're going seventeen to one, Babano. So, to me, I'll ask you. You've seen Dane Evans up close, and he lost the Grey Cup to these guys, right? So, there's a history there between them. He's played them in a big game before. He's been around. If you read the quotes of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber players, they're very respectful of him. They all said, oh, you know what, he's a good quarterback, he was good in the Grey Cup, and he's even better now. And, like, BC were very, um, like, you know, they, they got a lot of love from Winnipeg this week. Like, there was no bulletin board material. Winnipeg were like, BC are better than we are right now, and we have to show that they're not. <laughs> they were very straightforward about it. They said they're better than we are right now, but we don't think they are better than us, but they are right now. So let's see what happens on Thursday. What do you think of Dane Evans? Can Dane Evans keep the Lions in this game, Babano, enough to, to, to cover the number? I think it's more that BC's defense can keep them in the game uh, more than Dane. Yeah, but as he's going to have to make think... plays, though. He's going to have to make plays yeah. to put points on the board. The defense can only do so much. They can only do so much. And the one thing, too, in a game like this against a team like this, is that if the offense is struggling to finish drives and they settle for field goals and they have to go to and out quite a bit in this game, and the defense has to spend a lot of time on the field, that adds up in the fourth quarter against a team like Winnipeg. Why? Because that O-line leans on you. That run game with Brady Oliveira wears you down when you're a tired defense and you've been on the field for a lot uh, during the game. So I think it is important. That Dane Evans, when they get those opportunities inside the Winnipeg 20 or 30-yard line, finish the drives with touchdowns. And if they settle for too many field goals or they turn the ball over, it's going to be trouble because Winnipeg's offense, you know, if BC's offense doesn't sustain drives, Winnipeg's offense is going to lean on that run game late and maybe tire out that BC defense, who, by the way, Marenzi, is playing their third game in 13 days. So there's a really, really big scheduling situational advantage for Winnipeg on paper, at least going into this game, fresh off a bye week at home. And here's BC, not only Saturday to Thursday playing in Edmonton and playing Thursday in Winnipeg, but third game in 13 days. So it's really tricky here for BC. I think Winnipeg wins. I've got Winnipeg parlayed with Toronto 
this week in a money line parlay, keeping it simple, around minus 130. But I am going to try to middle these two games and also take the points with BC at, at six, uh, which I was able to do. Now, again, uh, I think Winnipeg's going to win the game. I don't do this kind of you know approach very often. But I still think it's going to be difficult for Winnipeg to win by a touchdown or more. I think they'll find a way. But I think the Lions' defense just has offered up too much resistance all year. they got a great secondary with Lee and Peters. We know what Matthew Betts has done up front with the pass rush. They're they're decent, at least, uh, in terms of the run. But I think that's the area where Oliveira might be able uh, to exploit them as the game goes on. I think Winnipeg wins. I just don't think with BC's level of play right now, even with this being a tough spot, that they'll get blown out. So the primary play for me is the Bombers' money line parlay with the Argos, but I also did take a smaller position with BC plus six, hoping for a Winnipeg win in the one to five range. Well, we love you, Babano. So after all that, you just gave both sides of the game. <laughs> so he and Cameron kicking it with us. Like, really? <laughs> wow. Uh, both sides, Babano's taking. I think it so makes sense. So either way, you can be that. right. And well, I, I said they'd win. That. I said they'd cover. Yeah. I said the other team would win. <laughs> um, I'll be more definitive and say the BC will cover the point spread. And something that Babano said earlier, too, and it is true, is their defense, right? Their yeah. BC, BC, last year, they were known for their offense and Nathan Rourke and what he was, you know, the offense was lighting it up. And the offense is very good this year, but it's been kind of, you know, like Babano said, they settled for a lot of field goals recently. It's not really their fault. They lost their quarterback, you know, in the middle of a game, early in the game. The guy comes in. And the other thing is their defense is so good, we've talked about it all year. That's why their games go under. They're always winning like 25-6 or something, right? Oh, we're winning 19-9 going into the fourth quarter. It's 25-6. And they don't really have to do anything. So, but Winnipeg are damn good, man. And they're they're in a bad mood. They're 11-1 and one off a bye. I just do believe that, look, the last time they played, Babani, you remember, I want to move on to the next game, but you remember the last time they played, BC sacked Calera seven times. Like, they had lit up that offensive line of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I don't know if they're going to have the same success, but I think their defense can do enough to keep them in it. And even though I'm more of an overbetter by nature, I get the feeling, Babano, this is like a 23-20 game. I think both defenses play well tomorrow. And it's like 24-21, 23-20, and it lands right around the number, actually. Right around that total. Yeah, so I'm very, very cautious with overs right now in this league because I thought, you know, a few weeks ago we saw week six, you know, all four games flew over the total. And after that week I said, you know what? Now I think the offenses are finally – that was a sign that the offenses are finally going to get their traction, uh, are finally going to start to have more explosive plays – uh, a lot more points will get scored, and sure enough, in the two weeks since that 4-0 to the over in Week 6, Week 7 and Week 8, it combined 7-1 and one to the under, you know, with only one game going over the total in the last eight. So I'm very cautious with overs. There are two games I think can go over the total. This is, this is not one of them. Uh, you know, I like both of these teams defensively. The extra time should help Winnipeg's defense, not to mention they're facing Dane. And Dane Evans is good, but he's more of an intermediate, short-passing game type of quarterback than Vernon Adams and a little less mobile as well. You know Winnipeg's going to look to establish the run a lot in this game, Gabe, because of what you just said. The, the pass rush got to Kalaros in the first meeting. I think they're going to try to slow down bets, slow down the pass rush. How do you do that? Establish the run early, try to get Oliveira going uh, and get in a flow early in that game. So I think it leads to a script that's going to allow this game to stay under. And uh, this game is on the CBS Sports Network uh, tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern time. And it will be much more entertaining uh, than the NFL preseason game uh, will be. Friday night's game is not, actually. It's the one game that's not on CBS this week. Uh, they got three of the four this week, but uh, the Friday night one is not. The uh, Toronto Argonauts, the 6-0 and straight up, and ATS Toronto Argonauts go into Calgary. Calgary have been competitive. They put points up on the board, and then they always just lose close games at the end. Uh, the total is 51 in this game. Toronto do their part, but sometimes they just kick the crap out of teams so much that Toronto's defense is a little underrated, as we saw last week, right? Saskatchewan just couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, Pretty big number to be laying on the highway here. 
What's your take? Argonauts laying eight and a half points right now, Babano. You're just playing them on the money line with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's your play? That's right. For the side, that's it. Um, and look, Winnipeg, as much as I don't like the Argos, what can you say about the way they've started? 6-0 and straight up, 6-0 and against the spread. They've been excellent. It's a little tricky spot just because of the fact they go from Halifax back to Toronto and now got to fly out west for a game Friday night against Calgary. But I think they can handle it. I don't think uh, it's something that is going to be too much of a detriment. You know, my first it's like a, thought it's like was... an hour flight, Babano. It's not a long yeah, flight. Yeah. No. Uh, my first thought was Calgary lately. They've played a lot of close games. There's a lot of points to be laying with Toronto. That was my first thought. And if you look at Calgary's last few games, you know, down to the wire loss against Montreal last week, overtime loss to Ottawa. Yeah, those were close games that they lost. And, of course, a two-point win at Saskatchewan with the Paredes field goal at the end. So the last three games have been close, down to the wire. So my first thought, man, maybe do we want to lay eight and a half with Toronto, that many points? But then you look at the games they played, Calgary, against the best teams in the league. BC at home, they lost by 10. Winnipeg on the road, they lost by 13. So when they played a Winnipeg, they played a BC, they played a team of that caliber, they've been blown out by double, well, not blown out, but they've lost by double digits. So... To me, that tells me they are capable of losing by double digits here because I think Toronto's right there right now with Winnipeg and B.C. Uh, in this league. So, And when you look at Toronto, Gabe, it's not just Chad Kelly and the offense and the run game and the opportunistic defense, forcing turnovers, ball-hawking defense. They've stopped the run. They've got a great special teams returner they've found. This leak kid, uh, he's been absolutely outstanding, and he had another return touchdown against Saskatchewan out in Halifax last week. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding. So they are strong in all three phases right now. And, and something's not right with Calgary, Gabe. Defense is struggling. Mayor can't finish the drive. I, I just don't see how strong he's going to come up for Keith Cameron kicking it with us. We'll hit the other two games on the other side uh, with Babano. Andrew McKinnis will throw down his CFL picks later. The late-night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback. Passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. All right. Note to all sports bettors out there. Take the overs in Chicago Cub games. Uh, we talked about being a run in the first inning of this game uh, tonight, but the Cubs scored 16 runs against the Reds uh, tonight. They put up 20 runs on Tuesday. The 36 runs over the last two games is the most in a two-game span 
in modern baseball history. We have to go back to 1897, the last time a team put up 36 runs over a two-game span, which is a stat that blows my mind, actually. Like, really? You're telling me the Colorado Rockies never, like, in the old heyday, didn't, you know? I'm surprised that it's that it was only 36 runs. A lot of these, like, all-time records surprise me that they're not, like, they're that they're different. So, 1897, for the record... You know, there's different times when they started tracking stats and stuff. I guess they consider modern baseball era 1906 and up. I personally don't really consider much until Jackie, you know. Everything else is just white guy records. Let's just be real. And not take anything away from Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was awesome. And some of those players are great. But they're white guy records. They're not all-time records. They were, you know, it was a segregated league. So they're white guy records. They're not all-time records to me. Um, so I'm always surprised. But, yeah, 36 runs. Take the over. The Cubs have scored 145 runs since the All-Star break. 40 more runs than any other team in Major League Baseball. So uh, we'll get back to some baseball talk. We've got Ian Cameron in the house right now with us, a.k.a. Babano. We're taking a look at uh, the CFL card here, uh, week eight of the CFL. So, uh, Babano, you don't want to get in front of the Argos. Babano's taking a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, Toronto Argonaut, Moneyline Parlay, minus 130. Are you playing the total in the Argo Stampeder game and even fifty one Babano? Yeah, this is one that, that one of the two games this week that I like over the total. Now it's the highest total at fifty and a half, fifty one, but I, I just think Toronto's gonna be able to do what they want against Calgary. I mean, Calgary really had trouble at times. Montreal actually missed some opportunities or else it could have been worse. And, you know, we saw Saskatchewan able to move the ball uh, earlier this season against them. Uh, BC was in the opener, Winnipeg. I mean, they haven't been great defensively. And But at the same point in time, Calgary's definitely got some weapons, some promising players stepping up at receiver, Clark Barnes and Tommy Lee Lewis. And Arkin Michelle is back from a stint in the NFL. So, you know, they might be able to put up some points of their own as well although I do think Toronto will do the bulk of the scoring. By the way, if, you, if you're if you not betting Toronto in the fashion that I am, in a money line parlay of any kind, but you also don't want to lay eight, eight and a half, even though you like Toronto, you could go the team total route. The team total for Toronto is 30 and a half in this game. They've had 31 or more points in every game this season. Six Toronto games, they've scored at least 31 points, and that would cash your team total if you decide to go that route. Team total for Toronto, 30 and a half. Ian Cameron uh, kicking it with us. All right, uh, Babano. Last week, people had tuned into the show. You got inside information when Coach Reinbold joined us from the Ticats and said that uh, we got our guy back this week, Bo Levi Mitchell. Mainstream media didn't know, and the odds makers didn't know. We told you grab it at uh, three and a half at the time. They ended up closing as favorites when it was all said and done. And it was interesting because it was a smart handicap, and when if you you know if you tuned in last Wednesday night, but the ironic part is they didn't win because Bo Levi Mitchell was back. He was terrible. He threw five interceptions, and somehow he leads the league in interceptions despite playing like a game and a half this year, which is very hard to do. Uh, well, whatever, two games, very hard to do. It's like Dak Prescott last year leading the NFL in interceptions despite missing five games. No one's ever managed to do that. Um, Lucky win for Hamilton. I'll give them credit for battle. They grinded. Their defense battled, right? They contained Crum. The, 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 they should have won the game, Ottawa. It was terrible play calling, right? They, they had the ball on the three-yard line. They run the ball up the middle. They start throwing it. They got stupid late. Hamilton dodged the bullet. Uh, they grinded it out. We'll tip our cap to them. Now you got Montreal coming in off the uh, the Sunday night win against the Calgary Stampeders, uh, Babano. And Montreal already beat your Hamilton Tiger Cats already this year. What do you think of the rematch? Yeah, they did. Uh, and it was a, it was one of those games. They started out so well, and then they got into they gave up that kick return touchdown. They had a couple of pick sixes, and that was that. Of course, we know Taylor Powell will be back at quarterback for Hamilton for this game because Matt Schultz isn't ready to return yet. So it's back to Taylor Powell, who kind of struggled in his first start, but that was against the Argos, one of the best teams in the league. Hamilton shows the ability to compete with and sometimes even beat, you know, as long as it's not Winnipeg or BC or Toronto, you know, Hamilton's been at least a little bit better against the bottom rung of the CFL, you know, beating Ottawa's of the world, the Edmonton's of the world. And, you know, we'll see if they can do that here. I think Montreal's still a little bit better 
than, say, Ottawa and uh, Edmonton. Um, I, I can't say I have a great feel for the Ticats or a great amount of confidence that they're going to win this game. I just bet the under, honestly. Uh, I don't have a strong take on the side. I'll just cheer for the Ticats as a fan. I actually think there may be some value because we're not home underdogs very often. And now we are. We're getting two and a half here in this game. But I just don't know if I trust our offense under Powell to do enough. Still have to give Fajardo and probably the Alouettes offense a little bit of an advantage. Our defense is coming around. And Orlando Steinauer said that uh, in his press conference uh, yesterday. This defense is playing well. And let's be real, the defense is what won them the game last week you know, against Ottawa. Not many teams have shut down Dustin Crump this season. Hamilton's defense did that. So I think their defense can keep them in it and make life tough on Montreal, but I just don't know how many points in Hamilton's going to score. And I just don't know if our team, you know, is going to be able to move the football consistently up and down the field for a guy that's only making his second ever start uh, in the CFL. So I don't love a side in this game really, um, but I like the under. I think that's probably a lower scoring game. It should be a close game. I think Montreal wins, but it, it'll, like you said, it'll be, it should probably be a pretty ugly game. <laughs> Uh, it'll probably be pretty ugly. And final in closing, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't, whatever, uh, last week, now go on the road against the Rough Riders. Rough Riders have been in tough. Like they're they're a physical football team. Their defense flies around. They don't quit. I was pretty impressed last week. Actually, they were clearly screwed and knew they were in over their heads against the Argos. And the guys on the defensive side of the football, they didn't let up, man. Like they were, they were going after Kelly. They're they're a mean team, Sam. Uh, the 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 Rough Riders. Like they got mean dudes on their D. They're just they they hit you hard. They have you know their offensive line is mean. They're mean spirited football team, which is a good thing. But they're also talent, skill uh, skill position challenged. So they're back home right now against the Red Blacks uh, here, Babano. And as you just stated, it's rare that the Ticats are home dogs. It's super rare that the Ottawa Red Blacks are road favorites against anybody. Yeah, but do you want to take Saskatchewan 0-5 straight up, 0-5 against the spread in their last five home games? But they haven't won in five home games. They haven't won at home this year. You know, and, there's, and Mason Fine and the Riders have looked out of sorts now uh, a couple weeks in a row. I, I think there's a reason Ottawa's favored uh, here on the road, and I think there's going to be a group of people that say, wait a minute, Saskatchewan home dog. How can we not take them? I'm not taking the bait. I think Ottawa's going to win this game on the road. I think Dustin Crum and the offense are going to bounce back. It's worth noting they're going to get Braylon Addison uh, at receiver for the first time this year. This was a good receiver for me, for us in Hamilton for years. Hasn't played yet this year. Their defense is starting to get healthier as well. And I think last week you look at the offense and yeah, they struggled first, you know, tough game, I think for the, for Dustin Crum. But again, Hamilton's defense has been playing better. Remember, there was that rain delay, and sometimes, you know, that really throws offensive uh, out of rhythm, offenses out of rhythm. So I think that definitely played a part in it. I think they'll play better here. Uh, and I like Ottawa on the money line. But what I like even more is the total. It's the lowest total on this board, and it's the other game I like over at, at 44 uh, in this game. Because I think Ottawa's offense will bounce back. In this game, we know Saskatchewan's defense hasn't been nearly as good so far this year. They've given up 33 and 31 points in two of their last three games. You know, the last time they played here at home, they gave up 33 points to Calgary. And you know how Calgary's offense has been inconsistent uh, this year. So uh, I think Ottawa's offense will play a lot better. Crum uh, will play a lot better. But if you actually look, Gabe, at last week and why I think this game will go over the total at Saskatchewan's offense, they only scored 13 points. But look at the yards they piled up. They actually had over 400 passing yards, Mason Fine. The reason why they only had 13 points is all the turnovers they had, interceptions, fumbles down by the goal line. You know, Saskatchewan did move the ball a lot better against Toronto last week than they did before against BC. It actually was a step in the right direction for Mason Fine. 27 of 39, 302 passing yards last week. You know, they did move the ball, but they just had penalties and mistakes and turnovers that kept points off the board. If they can just clean up that stuff and just be a lot more precise and just execute better when they get those opportunities in Ottawa territory in this game, I think they'll be able to put up more points as well. So lowest total on the board, I think it's too low, and I think both teams are due for some positive regression offensively in this game. So over 44, 
and I think Ottawa's got enough in them to win on the road. This is just not that same Saskatchewan team at home, Marenzi. They have not been a good home team, straight up in ATS, dating back to the start of last year. Ian Cameron uh, with us. So, uh, great breakdown of a battle. I don't agree with all of the picks, but great breakdown, and that's why we like to get different opinions on the show. I'll do a video with my picks uh, for all the CFL games. I, I've been doing videos for CFL um, um, CFL games and college football win totals, and I've already, you know, I did the Syracuse video. I did the Tennessee Volunteers to the under. And, you know, there's a few teams that I like to the over, Babano. And I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I like this team to the over, and I like, that, the, you know, this team and that team to the over. But unders are better, per se, in the first place. And then also I've been stressing all the time, especially at this time of the year, because things happen. And case in point, guys, look at Iowa State. And now, you know, look at Iowa State. Their quarterback is getting, you know, not only is he like got caught betting, he's under arrest. He got charged. So for for underage stuff, and there's all kinds of shady stuff with Iowa State. And I don't think they were throwing games, but basically their program is taking a big ass hit this year now. So that's my whole point, guys. And there'll be other programs before the season starts that kick off that suddenly they're gonna be like, damn, we just like we just lost half our team to suspension, or they all just got arrested or kicked off the team. We're going to see more of this, and I know you've got an under of a battle on the BYU Cougars. They will not be kicking people off the team, and they will not have any gambling scandals with the BYU Cougars, but you still think they're going to be bad this year going into the Big 12. Yeah, one last thing, too, about the auto I want to point out. Last week was their bad spot, right? Brutal spot. Remember, they had the Calgary game on Sunday, the Hamilton game on Friday, back-to-back overtime games. I I forgive them for the loss. I think they'll be better, much better spot. BYU Cougars under 5.5, tons of roster turnover. And when you look at the transition to the Big 12 for BYU, Gabe, it's going to be a step up in athleticism across. So I don't want to make it sound like BYU isn't, but... Um, you know, it's going to be tough now with a tougher quality of competition. There's a lot of the offensive side of the ball. Defense also took a hit. I think it's going to be a challenge for them stepping up in the Big 12. Tony Finn will wrap up with a battle on the other side. Tony Finn said the same thing, like BYU the under. I'm not saying I'm betting BYU the over, but I don't get this whole BYU are going to be intimidated by the Big 12. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, yeah. Level 2 continues. So, as we were saying, Babano's not alone. I remember Tony Finn talked about and highlighted BYU going into the Big 12 and having a problem. And I'm not saying I like this BYU team. They are talent uh, void. And the Big 12, you got to be able to put points up on the board. And that's not really BYU's thing. 
But at the same point in time, I just think it'll be more of a recruiting issue going in there for them now than it is like being overwhelmed, uh, per se. If you look at BYU over the last, like, years, they played a killer schedule. Like, they've been willing to play anybody, anywhere. Remember Zach Wilson, anyone, anywhere, anytime, right? Like, BYU have are willing to play anybody. They've held their own. And quite frankly, there's some, you know, average teams in the Big 12 as well. And there's some new other newcomers uh, there. But you're not alone in your BYU assessment, Babeno. Uh, it, to me, I just think it's considering the fact that I just saw this team just get absolutely crushed on defense. And now you got to deal with, you know, Texas. And you have to deal with Oklahoma. And you're going to have to deal with a lot of teams that can move the football in that conference. And I'm not a big Keaton Slovis guy. I'm sorry. I'm not. You know, there's a reason this is, what, his third school now, fourth school? I, I don't like betting on teams with these quarterbacks that actually step down and step down because they can't keep their starting job someplace else. I don't think those are bet on situations. And, in fact, I've seen guys that, you know, how many courts, same with JT Daniels, how many quarterbacks or how many schools has he been with now? You know, at, at some point, you just don't get any better, even if you are supposedly trying to face a, a you know weaker competition. So, yeah, just not uh, very high on BYU. Um, you know, we talked about the Big Ten. I'm concerned about Wisconsin. You know, as much as I like Luke Fickle and, and the hire, this has been a run-heavy offense, Marenzi, for a long time, Wisconsin. And now they're going to transition to more of an up-tempo, pass-heavy attack. And, yeah, Tanner Mordecai, the transfer from SMU, is the kind of quarterback that maybe can make that system work. But is the O-line going to uh, suddenly have to go from run-blocking predominantly to pass-blocking? It's a big adjustment, so... Ian Cameron, follow him on Twitter, at Babano, the late night anger management class. Great stop, Babano. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Always good, Dave. Andrew McKinnis is going to step up at level three. More rage. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.